Welcome to the Garbage Fire Podcast, aka MFKS Radio, in the airwave style at 4752. Your hot. <laughs> Your pod is hosted by Kelsey and Megan, who currently cannot hear you over the sound of the devils making the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. The Garbage Fire Pod is all about being unironically passionate to the point that you dive into the dumpster for the things that you love. And we're in a playoff! Oh my god, that was very stressful yesterday. <laughs> it was. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy, indeed. Oh. I don't even know where to begin with it. Um, well. Talk me through your, your feelings, your emotions. Well, okay, so on. When did we record last? Sunday. Sunday? Sunday. When did he score that breakaway on the penalty kill? Was that Sunday that was, night? No. No, that was a different night. That was Tuesday. Was it? Yeah. Wait, was that against the Habs? No, that was against the Habs. That was Sunday night. I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. Not the penalty shot one. No, not the penalty oh, shot. The breakaway okay, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. Okay, right. so I'm, I'm going to start there. I'm okay. I'm going to go back to that day. <laughs> <laughs> so Walk right. us back. So Walk us back. that happened, and I cried. There oh were my like, gosh. At that point. There were like, yeah, there, was like a te- there were like tears in my eyes when he Ooh. scored that goal. And then the penalty shot, oh. actual tears leaving my eyes. Something else. Yeah, and I, I tweeted about that, and the guys at work were like, they're like, man, following you on Devil's Game Days is a wild ride. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, yeah, mm-hmm. And they wanted to know if I actually cried. I was like, oh, legit, 100% I cried. 100%. Yeah. And they just kept doing the thing. And then just they kept doing the thing. Didn't have to rely on like a team to lose or no. No, they just did the thing. Just did the thing. Yeah. And didn't really rely on Taylor last night either. No. People stepped it up, which is good. I know. Um, he had a really great um, he had a really great post game comment where he said that um, Zajac's line matching up against um, Austin Matthews line. And like and shutting them down was way more important than him contributing like a second assist on a power play goal or whatever. I was like, oh look at those character problems. Yeah. Just Uh, coming to the fore. He's doing so well. Just it's so good. So good. And like yeah. Because I've been writing about the Oilers all season long and god it's awful. Like it's just it's just the worst. Um but it's nice to have Something to cheer for. A hundred percent. Um, and yeah, I'm excited. I'm like really excited. <sighs> excited, but also like, I'm gonna have a heart attack, man. <laughs> I know playoffs when you care are very stressful. They are. Like very stressful. Like even just regular freaking games are stressful. Although I would think if the Devils hadn't had their little like bump where they went like 5 and 11 or whatever over that, yeah. that stretch. I think this would have been less stressful because they would have wrapped it up earlier. Oh, yeah. Earlier, yeah. Because I mean, other than that that little like, you know, 20 game stretch where they January, weren't great. Yeah. Um, they've had a really good season. They have been in a playoff spot the entire season mm-hmm. since like the first day, which I think is incredible. For sure. And like What's the record? 48, 22, and... 44. 44, 20... 8. 8, and... and 8, or eight? Like that. yeah. that's, a, that's an incredible record. Yeah, for a team that was projected... And, like, I guess this is the thing, right? For a team that was projected to be, 
last in the Eastern Conference or right near the bottom of the Eastern Conference yeah. when the season started, based on their lineup, based on a whole bunch of things. That's that was the projection, and now here they are. I found it so funny how on Instagram today, did you see what the Devils did? No, I didn't really look. They posted screenshots of predictions from things nice. saying that they'd be like at the bottom. That's awesome. Which is just like petty goals for sure. I mean, that's kind of like us. A hundred percent. But I'm not a professional hockey player. Yeah, that's true. But like, that's kind of like us. I don't know if if anyone saw um, our post game tweet last night. <laughs> it's a bit of a sore spot. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I was just like, I didn't even care. I wrote it, and I was just like, nope, I don't even care. Yeah. And I didn't care about the rules of grammar or punctuation or anything. I was just all caps. It's just like me when I text you during shootouts. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> spelling, there were no spelling mistakes in my tweet because I had to like go back and change a couple of them. Um, but yeah, just like all caps yelling. Love it. Was great. It's a great feeling. It really is. And that, last night I was kind of thinking in all caps. Oh, absolutely. Afterwards, I was trying really hard not to. I was texting my dad and I was trying not to yell at him in the text. I was like, no. Dad doesn't appreciate the all caps. Yeah. I even texted my dad, who's in Norway. It was like the <laughs> middle of the night for him. And then this morning, he was like, great job. I was like, thank you. Thanks, Dad. Aw, that's nice. Oh, he said good stuff. Oh, did he? That's good. Um, my dad and I were talking about the devils as well. And he's like, well, I guess they did it. It's like, yep, yeah, guess they did. Ooh, holding back. Holding back. I know. And you know what? Here's the thing. Here's here's the thing about. Um, Tell me the thing. What's all, the thing? All of it. I don't even care. <laughs> I don't. I get this point. I don't even care. Like at work today, I tweeted this out last night that I was gonna say. Yeah. And I couldn't hear anybody over the sound of the Devils making the playoffs, and they said it at lunch, and it felt so good, and they all just oh, laughed sure. at me, and I was like, whatever, can't bring me down. Not today. Mm-mm. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> it was just oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um, no, my dad, when I texted him, I was like, the Devils are going to the playoffs. He's like, good for them. You'll get to see them at least four more times. And I was like, you savage monster. Fuck <laughs> yeah, I will, though. <laughs> That's exactly it. Bonus, bonus hockey. hockey. Bonus hockey. That's how I felt last year with the Yankees in the playoffs. It was just bonus baseball. Yeah. And it was just so good. It's so good. So good. Can't. Oh, fuck. Can't fucking wait. When does it start? The first game of the playoffs, um, is, the, fir- the first day of the playoffs is, uh, Wednesday. What? Yeah. Wednesday the 11th. Which is also my birthday. So I know. That's how I was like... Mm. Um, whatever. I'm going to trivia that night anyway, so who cares. Okay. Um, also, it could also be the day after a potential tiebreak game. Let's talk about this nonsense for a minute or 12. Because it's insane. A minute or 12. <laughs> so. A minute or 90. Yeah. Yeah, and then we'll just skip right to questions. Um, so... There is a potential for a tie in the standings. A couple things have to happen for that to be true, but there is a potential for a tie. And here is what we have. This is straight from the NHL in a press release dated today because they clearly invented this policy today. (laughs) Um, So the Philadelphia Flyers, who are 41, 26, and 14 with 96 points, are right now in the last wild card spot in the Eastern Conference, and the Florida Panthers are the only team capable of catching them. Mm-hmm. So, 
Philly has one game left, and Florida has two games left because they have that game Sunday to make up with that game with Boston that was postponed due to weather. Mm. So, right. Um, the Panthers are forty-two, thirty, and eight, and they have ninety-two points. Uh-huh. So, in order for them to be tied in points, obviously Philly has to lose their game in regulation, and Florida has to win both of theirs. However, if Philly loses their game in regulation. Um, and Florida by and Florida like wins both of theirs, but Philly doesn't score enough goals. Whatever, there's a whole bunch of things. So here's how a this bunch works. Of parameters, yeah. Here's how this works. The Flyers with 81 games played and the Panthers have 80 games played are tied in um, ROW, so regulation overtime wins. The teams. Oh, that's what that means. Okay. I was trying to fucking figure out this that right here. This next little bit is the most bullshit part about all of this. Okay. Let's which I it. learned about this. Um, on Twitter from Ineffective Math, and I was like, oh, that's fascinating, and also so NHL, it hurts. Okay. Um, so the teams split their season series one and one, because uh-huh. they play, except they played three games. So how could there be a season series split? It's because the team that has hosts, like, the extra home game in the series, that first result doesn't count when it calculate, when they calculate who won the season series. The look on your face right now is exactly how I feel about it. The, the, the game counts in its standings, but it doesn't count in the tiebreak. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're holding your hair the way you're holding it because you're trying to keep your brain inside your head. <laughs> 100%. Um, yeah. So, uh, Philadelphia is currently plus three in goal differential for the season, while Florida is minus one. So, in order for there to be a true tie that would involve a tiebreaker game... The day before the playoffs start. The teams would have to play this tiebreaker if Philadelphia loses its final game of the season by exactly two goals. So obviously in re- regulation. And Florida wins its final two contests, both in shootouts, Saturday uh, versus Buffalo and Sunday at Boston. I can't even. And the reason it has to be in shootouts, if they win in overtime, then they will have more um, of the ROWs than, than Philly, and then they'll win the tiebreak before that starts. So. So there's like about nine. It, it's kind of like giving a zero to a kid on an assignment. Oh. There's like 14 steps we have to go through. It's the same thing here. That's But I promise you that they absolutely invented this within the last 24 hours. I know. That's what I'm curious about. Like. Who fucking made this up? Um, and then Dave Lozo retweeted this thing from uh, John Shatner, like, with this description on here, and, he, and his comment is, um, rewrite the interference rule to make it clear? Sorry, but we just can't invent things on the fly in the middle of the season. <laughs> and also NHL, this. Yeah. Because very, it's very clear that this is how it happened. And, and so if there is a tiebreak game, and it's tied at the end of regulation, they will do, like, playoff-style overtime. So 20-minute, five-on-five until the game's over. Which it doesn't make any sense because like is it a regular is it a game like does it yeah you know it doesn't count in standings because so like, it's essentially like a wild card game it is it's a play-in game yeah ultimately I think it should be decided on a shootout because that would be like peak NHL to decide <laughs> a playoff spot yeah with a play that doesn't count yeah <laughs> yeah anyway a hundred percent so there you go. That's just like way too much for my brain to comprehend on this Friday afternoon evening. Finney thing? Yeah. But I thought it was really funny because I did see that tweet and then someone 
retweeted this like perfect tweet response and they were like well how do they decide who the home team is if it's a tie and someone replied well they'll play a third party game in Chicago <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question though because apparently the league will have to decide like some kind of algorithm and also you know influence which t- like whatever and I was like so that should be a neutral site game if they have to have it yeah it should be like in Carolina or something you yeah. know, a team in the East, obviously. But how, like, true. But, like, an Eastern, but an Eastern yeah, team. Yeah. And, it, you know, if there's no fucking crowd in the stands, that's fine. It's not meant for that. It's to decide who goes to playoffs. Who yeah. goes to playoffs. But in terms of, like, a likely outcome here. Yeah. I think Philly's going to get it. Like, I don't think Florida can do it. They ha- well, they, they, I mean, they have to win two of two. And, I mean, Philly has to, doesn't have to win any games. Because exactly. they're already ahead. That's fair, yeah. And, like, the more likely outcome is Philly. Although, by the time you listen to this. Who knows? Because it's knows? Friday night. It is. We're not posting this till Sunday. Yeah. By which time maybe Florida will have been officially. Because over. reasons? <laughs> because reasons? Because we always post on Sundays? No. Oh. I think? <laughs> yeah, I think so. That's right. I think that's our reason, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, so it's dumb. It's dumb as shit, is what it is. Um, but here we are. Here we are. NHL. Peak NHL. Going to the playoffs. Just doing doing NHL things. Um, <sighs> yeah. But yeah, like, I honestly, I don't care. Because uh, <laughs> the Devils are in the playoffs, and it's wonderful. Couldn't care about anything. Um, what I do care about, though, is the immense joy that I feel at the expense of other people right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, the schadenfreude is real. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. Yeah, the um, Germans are smart. They are. They have, a, they, have a, they have words for everything. Did you know they also have a word... I think, oh, I can't remember what the German word is, but it translates to grief bacon. Yes, everybody knows the but, grief bacon But it's word. so good, because it's, it's the food that you eat when you are sad. Well, mine isn't bacon. No. It's fries. Apparently. <laughs> but no, it's just like, it, it's just, it's it's like, nice to have a word that just is like, yeah. I'm eating my feelings. But isn't that comfort food? That's, no, I think it's different. I think comfort food, like, I'm not feeling super great right now and like a nice bowl of soup is comfort food but it's mm. not so much that I'm like sad mm. it's that when I'm sick I like to eat soup yeah you know but like when you're sad you you have those foods that you like go to it, they are comfort food but I feel like it, I feel like the grief There's bacon a is a little bit yeah more topical but no grief bacon for us in the next little while enjoy bacon playoffs just joy bacon, just bacon. <laughs> like really, I'm not even offering you, but for me, it's just bacon. <laughs> soy bacon. <laughs> That's not bacon. Um, no, soy is gross. Yeah. So our plan was really just to talk about how great. Oh god, is. that's it. Um, we, we did it. How many minutes? Seventeen. Like fifteen. Cut the check. Let's get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to talk at all about Taylor Hall? Not actually Taylor Hall. Um, how does he differ from the other Taylor Hall we discussed? <laughs> um, no, I just, I don't know, do you have anything you want to say or want to add? Or? I'm just so happy for him. Yeah. I'm so proud of him. I'm just like, fuck everybody. You yeah. done did it. Yeah, that's good. You done did it, boy. I was really looking forward to um, some of the, the, uh revisionist takes on the whole situation 
And strangely enough, they haven't shown up. No. no. I had a student try to tell me I wish he would have played like that in Edmonton. I was like, he did. Yeah. He did. <laughs> There's very high point seasons. And he did. He did. He was sometimes literally the only one. Yeah. Yeah. He did. Thanks but for, okay. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. But I've, I've been waiting for those, those like, nuclear takes that, you know, from, like, the usual suspects. And uh, just haven't been coming. No. So they're just strangely silent right yeah. now. Just loving it. Yeah, it's great. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a good thing. I know um, Amanda's very excited. Mm-hmm. Um, she was at that game last night. She saw Taylor Hall take his jersey off on the ice and keep sending me photos of it like a stalker. <laughs> As if you <laughs> wouldn't have sent them to me had you been there. I may have just kept those for myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Um, well, now I know where I stand. Okay, <laughs> question time. If you had to pick between me and Taylor Hall, who are you picking? Megan. Don't make this awkward. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to take myself and go home. I feel like I know how this is going to end. Um, uh, Megan, we both want to go to sleep real early tonight. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> it's very, very true. Um, yeah, so that's where we're at. Yeah. Do you have anything else going on in your life that you want to... Updates from last week. Uh, you may have heard on the last episode that my voice twin sister was not familiar with the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Other than Thor. So we had a four-movie marathon. We watched Avengers 1. Yeah. Avengers 2. Uh, oh no, we watched, we watched. Oh my god, we watched five movies. Yeah. And then we watched all the caps. Yeah, okay. So what's her. What's she her liked verdict? the first cap. Yeah. Better than all the other ones. I watched like the first half of the first cap with you guys and it was great. Yeah. There's a lot of commentary. There you was. purposely waited to see him come out of, of course the, I did. Wouldn't you? You would have the, done the same thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, because in that moment, we're all just Peggy Carter. We're just like, ah. And it's so funny because like she touches him for just a very such a small amount of time, yeah. as if she just like can't help herself. Yeah, she's like a reaction. Are you real? And then and then she real. It's like she's, she's like, like oh. oh, you are. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, so good. It's amazing. Yeah, so had that like reeducation, and she was like, as soon as she saw the Winter Soldier, she's like, it's Bucky, isn't it? Like, oh, okay, all right. <laughs> it was jumping to conclusions. Um. But she didn't like... Who did she not like? Hulk, I don't think. She didn't like Hulk. Didn't like Hawkeye. Didn't like Wanda. Like, those aren't her, like, yeah. fave personalities. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just, that was, like, 16 hours of movie watching that we did. It was. What did, what did you do with Obi while you were watching those movies? Um... What did we do with Obi? Is she still here? She, like, buried under the blankets in that room? Or? No. Well, four of them were, like, after she went to bed. Oh, okay. So it was, like, 7 p.m. to, like, midnight for two nights in a row. And then the other one was during her, like, nap. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we squeezed it in. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but can't wait for Avengers. We're gonna go on Friday. Yeah, it's gonna be great. <sighs> Got tickets. Got seats picked out. Yeah. Super. So you know we're going to have a debrief that next episode. Oh, yeah. 
like on this, yeah, it'll just on be the all Sunday. Avengers. Yeah. So spoilers, all of the spoilers. All apparently. of the spoilers. Um. Yeah, it's gonna be so great. It's gonna be so. I feel great. like I want to watch Ultron again before just to watch it and watch Cap three again. I don't think you need to see Cap three again. I think what. You need to watch again. Oh, you always need to see Cap 3 again. It's no, I love Cap 3. <laughs> but I don't think it's... It's probably not necessary. Bad. No. I was even thinking maybe Thor is better to see. Yeah, maybe. Before. Maybe a little bit. I'm just looking at my Twitter here and like, looking at all these things about the Devils. Yeah. 11 people on their roster are making their playoff debut. 11? 11. <gasps> can I see if I can name them? Sure. Miles, Hall, Nico, yeah. um, Brat, yeah. Butcher, mm-hmm. um, Keith? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> How many do I have left? Three? Five. Four. Five? Five. I'm going six. I have seven. No? Yeah. Who did you say? <laughs> oh shit. Okay, fine, seven. Sure. Um, no, well one, two, three, four, five, six. No, you only you only have six because there's five on here that you have not said. What? Yeah. I'm holding seven fingers. <laughs> <laughs> the other three are missing, apparently. You heard me say brat though, right? Yeah. And butcher. Yeah. And, and Hall. And Hall. And Nico. Yeah. And Miles. Miles. And Keith. And Keith. That's six. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so I would teach the English and not the math. Yeah. Damn it. Kyle? Nope. Really? He played in Anaheim. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Um, shit. Now I'm running. Can I look at a roster? Sure. Is that love? Okay. Um, so I'm going to just talk for a while while this is happening. Um, yeah. There's a bunch of them. I mean, the most significant one, obviously, is Taylor Hall. Um, I don't know what's happening over there. Good job vamping. Well, I'm just, like, kind of watching your confused face. Like, what is going on? You know how my internet is sometimes. Yeah, it is okay. a, little bit, a little bit shady. Okay, 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 okay. Stafford? Nope. <gasps> what? <laughs> Sorry, this is gonna be real boring for a few minutes. Miller. Yeah. God, Andy Green is old. Yeah. He's old and slow. He's but old he's and not slow. dumb, so it's okay. Is he one? No. Oh, goddammit. Uh, Pavel? Yeah. yeah. And Nathan. Yeah. And then you have two more. Two more. You're so close. Uh, I want to say Gibbons. Nope. Coleman. Yeah. Mojo. Nope. Ah. <laughs> Is it D-Man? Yeah. Uh, Lovejoy. Nope. Severson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, How many did I get wrong? Like four. Nine? <laughs> <laughs> like five-ish, maybe? I don't know. Seriously, Andy Green is so old. How old is he? He was born in 82. He's older than me. Wow. That's wild. That's pretty old. So he's the same age as Milan Lucic? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, Megan. 
as we know, I'm the age of Neil oh, and Lee Oh, God, that still might be one of my favorite things that you've learned this year. I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> it drives me insane. Oh, my God, David Severson's from Melville? Yeah. <gasps> He's a fellow Saskatoonie. Yep. Um, okay. Okay, I want to talk about the heart trophy for a minute. Do it. Okay, so... Do you think? I know yes. what you think. <laughs> so that's not the question I'm going to ask because I know what your answer is going to be. Uh-huh. Do you think that if Connor McDavid doesn't make the list as a finalist, I don't think he should win for a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. I think the playoffs, I understand why the argument is that the playoffs shouldn't be like the gatekeeper on the award. Like, I can appreciate that logic because the question is about being most valuable to the team. Yes. Is Connor David the most valuable oiler on the team? Absolutely. He is. There's, like, there are times where he is the difference in... But that's not the question, though. But is he the most valuable player on the team? I think he is. Yes, but in terms of, is he the most pl- valuable player on his team... In comparison of the league? With, yeah, that, yeah. And that's where the debate, I think. That's where the debate is, and that's where it should be. And people aren't thinking about the league. No, they're thinking about their own team. Of course, yeah. And of course they're thinking about of their own team. We are. <laughs> yeah, it's I true. So I'm to my dad, and he thinks that Connor Hellebuck should be um, in the discussion. Who's that He's on? The, Jets? Yeah. The when, goalie? Yeah, the yeah. Jets goalie. He's got 43 wins. Oh, shit. Yeah. Like he, he himself? Yeah. He's pulling a Talbot? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, he's had a good season, you could say. Um, and and he, there have been times where he has been the reason that they've won games, right? Yeah. And I think that, generally speaking, if you want to look at that, I think your goalie's probably your most valuable player almost all the time, if you're if you're a good winning team. Yeah, for right? sure. Um, but there's been lots of discussion, and I did appreciate this week on Biscuits that they didn't talk about the heart uh-huh. at all, which they have been a lot. Um, but I was talking to someone at work today about it, and whether or not... McDavid should be one of the three finalists. And I was like, eh, no. He's probably going to be, but he shouldn't be. Yeah, I don't think he should be. Um, do you think it matters if the Avalanche missed the playoffs by one point? Should Nathan McKinnon still be in that conversation for the season that he's had? I think he should, yeah. I also think, this is what I think, and no one, people are going to ignore this probably, Claude Giroux in Philadelphia. Oh, for sure. Has had a sneaky good season. He it like quiet. I was like looking at the stats and I was like, damn. He has ninety eight points. Yeah, didn't know it. Nope, ninety eight points. That's wild. Claude um, which is unbelievable. He said thirty one goals and sixty seven assists, and he's only taken twenty penalty minutes. Which is an games. interesting thing when you're thinking about most valuable. Yeah. Because it seems like how people are measuring that is by things like points. And yeah. is that what I think that becomes part of is because question. then how is that different from um, what the fuck's the other trophy for most points? Yeah, Ross. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if they're both measuring the same thing. Yes. Then what's the point? Yeah, and then there's the well, and that's, that's fair. Like, what what's the point of having the most valuable player? But the most valuable player does not have to be necessarily a high scoring, the best whatever. player. Yeah, in the league. Like um, how Flurry's got a nine three one save percent. 
How come he's not in the yeah convo? Because he's like, been hurt. Because he missed a bunch of he missed a bunch of games. Oh my injured. god. Um. <laughs> and that's the other thing too is the question is always like, well, what if what about this guy who's you know he he hasn't played all these games or whatever whatever. Well, that's fine, but like it's not Nathan McKinnon's fault, for example, that he's only played seventy three games. Yeah. I mean, only. But he's fucking crushing it. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and it's not to Hall's fault that he's only played, what, 76, I think? Something like that. Um, you know, whereas McDavid's played 81, mm-hmm. and he will play tomorrow. Um, I just think the whole conversation is a really interesting one, because it's... And I think for us here, I think it's being skewed by people who are concerned somehow that Connor McDavid's not going to get the recognition for being Connor McDavid. Like, in Edmonton. You know, there's that discussion because, you know... I know. I'm, I'm just saying. Holding back a lot here. It's a big eye roll. I just can't... I can't fathom it. Like, you've nicknamed him McJesus. Yep. What other celebration mm-hmm. can you possibly have? You've called him the savior. He won every fucking award last year. And last year, he definitely fucking deserved every goddamn award. Mm-hmm. I would say that's probably true, yeah. So, but this year, I don't know what he's a He's do. a very, very good hockey player on a pretty mediocre yeah. slash bad team. Is he the most outstanding player? Yeah. Is he the most valuable to their team compared to the league? I don't think so. I don't think it I fucking think, matters. No, and I, I Is think... Is that most valuable player isn't the game changer and you getting wins yeah. and succeeding, yeah. then what's the point? Well, and that, that that comment that I keep seeing about how, you know, without McDavid on the ice, the other, it was the last that game, you know, 7 nothing instead of 7-3. Doesn't fucking matter. It's it's true that that's probably the case. Like, that game against Columbus where he had three points and when they got pumped 7-3, that's probably true. They would have been shut out. Yeah. Had it not been for Connor McDavid. But, but they still, still lost. losing 7-3. Yeah. Like, what's the point of those three points except why aren't people having this conversation of, oh, well, those three points didn't help the team. Isn't that being selfish? Yeah. He's padding his stats. But he's not. But he's not, right? No. Like, there's weird conversation things happening yeah. and, of course, we're incredibly biased. I have nothing against Connor. Whatsoever. No. Love no, him. Me Adore him. Wish he had a bit more personality, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's kind of like black cardboard. Yeah, but in terms of, like, fucking carrying water for the home team, give me a break. Well, I, I, yeah, and I think that's what it is, is it's just this idea that, like, it's got to be us, it's got to be us. Well, no. Please like, like my team. Yeah, I mean, no, and people hate our team, or the, that team. Deservedly so, because you guys all act like fucking dicks. Yeah. And so this discuss- so it'll be interesting to see because now that of course that the PHWA has made their ballots public, it'll be interesting to see like how that voting shakes down. Oh, can't wait for that. I know. Oh, oh I'm I'm already predicting. Can't wait for the think pieces. Yeah. Can't wait for the puck like, soup about that. For the radioactive Ooh. hot takes about all of that, it's gonna be so good. Oh, it's gonna be delicious. It really is. Oh, can't it really, wait. Really is. Can't wait. Um, yeah, it's been a. Uh, it's, so if it was my my three, so that would, my decision I think would be Drew, my, McKinnon, Drew McKinnon, and Hall. Hall would be yeah, my, would be my three. Looking right now, and and Hall's sixth. Yeah. With ninety three points, McKinnon's fifth with ninety five, Malkin's ninety seven, Sid. 
He's down Look 87. Look at those points. I know. 80s. And I saw that and I was like, don't score any more points next game, buddy. Just leave it alone. Yeah. You know, he's like, damn it. Um, oh, no, he did. He scored a little today, so he's at 88. Um, yeah. Fucking NHL. Get your fucking website. Um, but, like, and the argument against, like, Malkin being on that list. Yeah. Is that he's got a better team behind him. So yeah. he, I mean, he's because sure. there's Phil and there's Sydney, and, and they've got a good goaltending. They got yeah. good defense. So there's a better team behind them, and so he's not maybe the most valuable to his team in comparison with everyone yeah. else. Taylor Hall has more assists than Nico has points. That's what I'm talking about. And what? Nico's the second leading point getter on the team. Yeah, and isn't there like friggin' forty points between them? Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Taylor Hall forever. Yeah, and ever and ever. Um, so, that's all the hockey talk we have. Do you have anything else? I would just like the universe to know that fucking Chicago's failing me again. I'm down one nothing. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks? <laughs> so, what you're saying is you put your stock in the Chicago Blackhawks and you got disappointed. Yeah. Well, that's well, your fault. I need St. Louis to lose so that the ass can go to the playoffs. Gotcha. And why are we doing that again? For Davis. Right. And Davis is a friend of ours. He is. He. He makes all our logos. He does. Ooh, that's a pretty picture of Taylor Hall. <laughs> oh, this is just going to be a disaster of an episode. Yeah. Because, um, like, that's it for me. You got your just <laughs> got tapped nothing. right out? I got nothing. You're just tapped right out? Yeah. All right. Um, it's been a busy-ass week. Yeah? I'm almost done season two of Narcos. But that's it. That's all I got. How is Narcos? I haven't started. I know like, I want to watch it at some point. I just have never gotten around to it. It's one of those shows where, like, the episodes are structured unevenly. So, like, you've got the first three and the last three episodes of each season. It's, like, fucking nonsense is happening. It's, like, pace and it's crazy. Okay. And then the middle four just drag. Okay. And that can be very frustrating if they're an hour long. But the end of season two is very tense. And the start of season two is very tense. And I'm looking forward to season three. Okay. What made you start watching it? Was it just like a... Uh, Malcolm told me to. Apparently I listen to everything that he says. (laughs) Oh, I see. I Uh, saw two today because I was watching an episode during my prep. Um... Why does this keep making noise? Fucking hell. Um, <laughs> there's a new show called Troy Fall of a City. Ooh. Did you see that? No. I was like, sign me up. No, I haven't heard anything about it. So that looks very fun. Interesting. Um, but yeah, other than that, that's all I got. I just had a lot of consumption of friggin' Marvel movies on the weekend. Do they hold up on rewatching them? Um, Ultron's a drag. It's, like, a very much a middle movie, though, isn't it? Yeah. Because I found that, like, I remember seeing the trailer for Ultron and being so excited for it, like, that first trailer with the, like, the Pinocchio the song Pinocchio or whatever. Song. Oh, so good. And the movie was really disappointing in comparison to the hype with the trailer. Well, because the trailer showed you everything. It did, yeah. Like, there was nothing sneaky about it and surprising. You're like, oh, okay, you just told me. Oh, shit, Raiders is on? 
Netflix now? What, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah! What? Fucking hell, that's gonna be great. Nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, I wasn't, I, I wasn't a big fan of Ultron. In the end. But it's a middle movie. It sits in, you know, it sits it in that sits place. Up, yeah. Where you get a lot, but you have to sort of wade through it. Oh, for sure. And, like, there's, there's good moments in it, but... It's just painful overall. Although, I can't believe I'm saying this. Oh. Hawkeye is warming for me. Don't like Hawkeye. In Ultron? In everything. I Well, I think I think in Ultron, as much as I don't like that story arc, that all of a sudden, here's, like, Hawkeye's family that, like, yeah. had never been even sniffed at, never mind mentioned. No. And there was, like, the insinuation in the first Avengers that there was, like, this thing with him in... Natasha and like yeah. this history, this shared history. Like, do what I want to? I want to know what happened in Budapest. Budapest. That's what, that's what I want to know. Um, but then it's very clear that like she knows his family, and you know, because his kids call her Auntie Nat or whatever. So like, yeah. it's not like she was unaware. But it was just and that like she walks into the farmhouse and she's like shocked, and I'm like, yeah, they call you Auntie Nat. Yeah. Why are you shocked? Um. And so that whole storyline, I felt, was very out of place based on how they had set it up in the first one. Um, so for which, I, who do I, who can I blame for that? I don't know, Joss Whedon? No. 100%. Sure, let's blame Joss Whedon. Let's, let's um, all do that. But I like that whole story arc with his family. That he's more than just this, yeah, like, I, hired man, whatever, like, it, assassin. The concept of it is great. If it wasn't so, like, fucking shoehorned and surprising. Yes. Probably more effective. Yeah. Um, what I did actually finish, though, is Batman v Superman. Let's talk about that. Because oh. you know what I haven't even bothered to watch any of? Batman v Superman. It's so awful. The premise of the conflict is so unnecessary. So, explain it to Batman me. Batman is mad at Superman because <laughs> while Superman was saving the fucking world, yeah. the collateral damage was... A building that Batman owns and people of his worked in. And so because of that, Superman needs to die. I mean, Superman needs to die, yeah, but not because of that. Because he's a terrible, terrible superhero. So that's that's, that's the premise. It. That's it. And somehow they managed to team up-ish for Justice League? Because doesn't Superman, like, die at the end he of Batman? Does. He's not really dead. Apparently he comes back in Justice League. I was trying to, like, watch it on my tablet, because I was like, I just want more Wonder Woman. That's the only reason I wanted to watch this. And she's, of course, fucking great, even though she's so underused in Batman v Superman. Yeah. But, um, it, it was advertised and then not on fucking WestJet Connect, and I was like, um, <laughs> but I even, like, fucking, and Jesse Eisenberg, ugh, like, snooze fest. Mm-hmm, he's pretty bad. He's Lex Luthor. Yeah. In that, yeah. And it's just, as soon as he came on screen, he was doing his, like, Facebook. <laughs> it's all the same character. Yeah. And I was just like, I, no, I don't like you. I don't like your face. I don't like your energy. I don't know. I don't like what you're selling. Um, and I just didn't buy any of it. Like, he was so boring. All of it was boring. Yeah. And the only reason that they 
join up together at the end is like Batman is legitimately gonna kill Superman with his kryptonite that he's found. Okay. Conveniently at the bottom of the ocean after one of they're like you remember from whatever that fucking Superman movie was. Man of Steel? Yeah. They're like tripod things. Yeah. Well apparently there was kryptonite in them. Oh. And so they dig it under the ocean. But it sounds it sounds like a jumbled mess. It is. That's awful. It 100% is. Did Zack Snyder direct Batman v Superman? Of course oh, he did. That would explain a lot. Of course he did. It's too bad, because when I think about Zack Snyder movies, like, 300 is great. Yeah. It's so good. It's so well made. I like how it's stylized. I like all of those things. But I also like the story is coherent and... Yeah, and it's, like, really compelling story. And I thought Man of Steel... I thought Man of Steel suffered from being two movies in one. And if they had 100%. stopped it, and I've thought this since the first time I've seen it, I loved all of the origin stuff. If they stopped it, like, when he went... When he sees the suit for yes. the first time yes, and yes, just yes, cut yes, to yes, black yes. there and then have a second movie with the whole conflict with Zod, Zod. and then this Batman v Superman, it probably would feel a better less... arc. Yes. yes. 100% agree. 100% agree. But I think what they did with that one and the problem with this one, too, is that it, they're just so bloated. Like, and even looking at it, I'm just like, where did you spend this, I'm assuming, $150 million budget? Because it looks like shit. Yeah. Like, it looks cheap. That's sort of, that's what I've heard from other people, because I, I probably won't watch it. Because, like, I have a I have a, a Batman in my mind. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Batman. And, like, it was, it was painful for me to watch. I know you were texting me through it and I was laughing at you. Well, the first time I only got, what was it, 13 minutes in? Something and then that, I yeah. gave up because I yeah. just could not deal with that white man nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Should be the motto for your life. <laughs> I just gave up because I could not deal with that white man nonsense. Uh, um, I'm not ready to abandon my marriage, Megan. <laughs> well, Chris doesn't count. You picked him at least. That's different. I did. Um, but no, I just, I found, like, everything that I ever saw, that I saw about it from people that I talked to, like, some kids at school, like, oh, Batman or Superman is so good, and I was like, yeah, that's because you're a child, and you haven't seen a better superhero movie, guaranteed, like, that's what it is. Yeah, and, like, when they started doing the filming, it was some of my students, I was asking them about, like, the types of, of stuff that they consume, and a lot of them, you're absolutely right, didn't know about the Nolan movies. Or hadn't seen them. They know of the Joker because yeah. it's so pop culture. But they don't know. I was just like, really? Yeah. Wow. I know. Well, we're at that point now. Like those, the Batman Begins young. came out in two thousand five. Yeah. And so we're at the point where our kids in high school or are yeah. small children when those came out. And so maybe they've never seen them. I'm trying to think what the I think what the equivalent for me is. Um, is things like Buffy and Dawson's Creek. The TV shows? Yeah, yeah. and 90210. So you're a little bit younger. Yeah. Because how old are you? I'm 29. Yeah, okay. And like Gilmore Girls. Like all of those I was just a bit too young for. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know about movies. But those are like pop culture things that I can't participate in. Like, pop culture touchstones. Yeah. So, my... I have a student teacher right now, and she's teaching... Speaking of pop culture touchstones, she's teaching um, Perks of Being a Wallflower to the, the grade 11s. Uh-huh. And they love it. Of course they do. It's great. 
what I think is real, I think it's so funny that they love it, and like to the point that usually on Fridays we watch Freaks and Geeks, and they were like, "No, can we just keep reading?" Like that's how much they love it. So she showed them the episode of Freaks and Geeks anyway, gave them a little time to write, and then they went back to the reading. Really? And like one of the kids in the class who like doesn't do anything ever, he read on the first day. He didn't want to listen to the audiobook and follow along, so he just plugged in his music and and started reading. And she said he finished like half the book in in our class. <gasps> and I was just like. Okay, so clearly you can read, yeah, you just you choose don't. not to. Yeah, thanks, thanks, kiddo. Which might um, be worse, yeah. So anyway, so what she did is she put together this PowerPoint um, to introduce the film, or yeah. introduce the book. And so she's talking about, like, what it means, um, what, a, like, a coming-of-age novel means, or a movie, and, like, what those mean, and some examples. And so some of the examples that she gave um, of those are things like The Breakfast Club, Almost Famous. Sure. Dazed and Confused. Um, a more contemporary one called The Edge of Seventeen. And yeah, then Mean yeah. Girls. Like, movies like that that sort of have those... Um, have you seen The Edge of Seventeen? No, I've heard I really good things. quite liked it. Yeah, I've heard really good things. Um, so, anyway... Is so, uh, Woody in that one? Not I Woody. Oh, I can't remember who's in I'm it. I'm gonna Google her. Um, so, she, she gives this PowerPoint, and... She has here, one of the slides is titled, How Do We Know It's 1991? And there's a picture in this slide of Celine Dion <gasps> standing with a, another music artist. Who do you think? 1991. It is like the greatest picture in the entire world. Um, is it someone she did a duet with? No. Oh. Right, Karen. No, it's a, a male. It's someone oh, who's it's like male. still kind of culturally relevant, 91. but in different ways. 91. Yeah. Uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. No. Oh. Will Smith. 91? Yeah, when he was, like, still, like, making music as the Fresh Prince, right? That was 91? That show came out in, like, 93, yeah. Yeah. Whoa. Um, would you like to see the photo? Please. It is amazing. Of the American Music Awards. Like, it is incredible. Oh, yeah. What's up with Celine's makeup? It's, it's incredible. Um, but yeah, so she she put together this this slideshow, and so like with the cost of living in 1991, and you know some facts and like popular musicians, and she had all these like musicians up on the slide. There's like Pearl Jam and Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson, and like the, these kids did not know who some of these people were. Like they did not know like Pearl Jam from the 90s what they looked like. And one was like that looks kind of familiar, maybe. Yeah. Um, didn't know who Cher was. Cher. Yeah, but they're in that different space, right? I guess so. Um, and then there was this, uh, she put in a YouTube video of, like, the the top 100 songs on the Billboard charts from that year, and some of them I've never heard of, like, in my entire life. Really? Yeah. Guess what the number one Billboard song of 1991 was? Oh. And it's one that they knew, which is really surprising because of the style of the song. I'm gonna say Bon Jovi. No. Close? Nah, not really. Is it country? No, it's a ballad. It's a ballad. Hmm. Like Lionel Richie. No, Brian Adams. Everything I do. <gasps> Brian Adams. Oh, from Robin Hood? Yeah, because that's the year that movie came out in theaters. That I song legitimately... I'll just burst into tears during it. So good. It but it was really fascinating wonderful. looking at this list of, of Billboard Top 100 
songs from that year because there's like stuff that I remember from like dance mix CDs and like that kind of stuff yeah and things that I remember from like soundtracks but also like stuff I've legit never heard of but also like contemporary Christian rock on the billboard charts like it's a very sort of bizarre yeah. time period oh I just googled it okay um yeah there's lots of really really interesting things these are great. Like, gonna make you sweat. Everybody dance now. Yeah. That, the one that... I wasn't in there when she showed this, but she, she went to Everybody Dance Now, and they didn't know that that was a song. It, <laughs> they thought they, it was a sports thing? Yes, because that's the framework <laughs> that they didn't know that that was, like, a, a popular radio single. They just thought it was, like, a sports thing, because that is the framework through which they know God, this that really, song. This is really cutting me hard. Like, when a man loves a woman. Oh, yeah. Good vibrations, Marky Mark. Yeah. <sighs> it was it was really fun to watch that and also to talk to her about it um, afterwards. Because How old is she? She's 22. But she's a big, like, she's a big fan of music in general. And so for her, like, them not knowing some of these was just like... You know, she's like, yeah, they're older than me, but still, like, I know them at least. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just really interesting, and I and it kind of it makes me think of um, when she started the the poetry unit with my my kids. She started talking about Green Day's American Idiot mm-hmm. as like an example of poetry and music, and using the concept album to sort of introduce these some of these poetic ideas. And I was in the class one day with the grade twelve, so she was talking about it, and I said, guys, I want to I want to tell you a little story here. I said, um that when I did my student teaching in 2005 was when American Idiot came out. Mm-hmm. And my kids, who were in grade 10 at the time when I was teaching, were like, yo, miss, have you heard this new band, Green Day? Because they had no idea Green Day existed before American Idiot. Yeah, but and it I, was like a pop hit. Yes, and then they said to them, oh, I've heard of Green Day, all right. So then, like, the next day I brought in my cassette tape, um... <laughs> Of Dookie and I was like, yeah, I know Green Day. Yeah, for sure. What they like did not believe me that it was the same band. I was like, no, hundred percent, it's the same. That's what how like my kids were like. Do you even know what a meme is? And I want to (laughs) say, friggin' bitch, my generation invented (laughs) me. You need to slow your rolls here. Like I knew what a meme was before it was cool. Is what you should have said. Yeah, Um, exactly. Like really and truly. Absolutely. Yeah, it's weird because even for me, like, I'm not that (coughs) much older than them. No. And yet we have so different cultural experiences of the media that we've consumed. Mm -hmm. It's fascinating. Well, when you look at, like, the kids that we teach versus, like, us, right? Like, I'm, you're you're still there, too. I think you're in that that sort of, that generation that um, didn't grow up with cell phones. Until I was 18. I got one when I was 18 as well. And, like, when I was in high school, I had, like, two friends that had cell phones, right? And so, like, our way of communicating was very different. And so we're still at the point where, like, we know how to look for things and search for things and find information without, like... Yeah. Just asking, you know, like, we know what an index in a book is and things like that. Because I know, like, my kids don't understand some of those things because they don't use them very often. Um, But these guys have never lived without all of this stuff and this, like, instant media. Uh Uh-huh. 
And so for them, like, the thing with watching that, that video of, like, the, the top 100 singles, what she was telling me that was the most interesting feedback she got was they were so shocked at the music videos. And I was like, yeah, but there used to be actual channels that showed them all the time. Like, the music video was as much a part of the song mm-hmm. as the song itself. What were they surprised about? The well, they were, surpri- they were surprised that there was music videos for these, like, seemingly obscure... So not because now when you have videos, they what they're thinking of in their minds are like Beyonce's Lemonade or things like that, you know, that like are like a visual yeah. album. Yes, situation. that's what they're thinking of. They're not thinking of like necessarily singles. Yeah. Okay. Because why would you need one? That right. kind of thing. Um, and I said because that's how people heard music. It was and, radio. Yeah. It was MTV. And the other thing that she was trying to explain to them was how to make a mixtape, and they could not wrap their brains around how you got the music onto the tape. <laughs> like, they couldn't, you know. You just, you just recorded it. Yeah, but, but how? Because there's no hard drive. Like, they were having a really difficult time, like, figuring that out. They understood the concept. Yes, they know what a mixtape is. But like, but how did you get the music onto the tape? I'm like, well, it was a process. Because you had to have, like, a tape deck that played two things that it, that had two decks so that you could put like the tape that you were playing, playing and the then the recording, recording. or yeah. if you want to record off the radio you could yeah but it, you had to like be quick, be quick about, about it because yeah. you couldn't rewind the radio or whatever and sure. I was like, it was just a very different and so we talked about crafting a playlist and i said to them i was like how long would it take you right now to make a playlist that is an hour long and they're like i don't know like three minutes mm-hmm. i was like yeah so to make a mixtape that is an hour long. You have to first time out all your songs so that you fill up as much of the tape as possible. Yeah. So you don't have dead space at the end. So Because if you have dead space at the end on the one side, then when you flip it over, you're missing the beginning because you got to rewind it. So you want to go as close to the end as possible. So you got to time all that out. Plus, you actually have to record the song in real time. So you have to play it out and then record it yeah. on the tape. And I was like, so it was a very different process than just like, you know, going through your iTunes or whatever, going on Spotify and just like clicking just some stuff and like, it. and then yeah. hitting shuffle and, or like sort by song title, which is what I do. Yeah. And then that's usually random enough, right? Yeah. Uh, it's like, it was a very different thing. So you were very careful about what you put on it because you had limited space. I said, now I have enough songs on my phone. I could have like eight days worth of music. Oh, for sure. Right. Without even thinking about it. But you couldn't do that mm-hmm. on that medium. And they were like, oh. That's so funny. It's really funny to watch that, like that shift. And how they don't, they they didn't grow up with those things. Yeah, and for so sure. for them, it's just it's because when you were a kid, did you have that like Fisher Price, like tape player, like Absolutely. the brown one? Absolutely, we had yeah. Like that brown, it was like the brown square one, right? Yeah, we had a double deck one as well that was like an older version, and it had a microphone attached to it. Mine didn't. I just had the. Oh. But I do remember other like friends and like cousins had the microphone, and we would like just record ourselves and our neighbors just like speaking yeah and it was just like if i could hear this today they would be so stupid because i remember it would be like name that sound and then someone would make a fart noise into the (laughs) and they'd be like it's a fart yeah and then it'd be like giggling for eight minutes (laughs) as i was like seven or younger um but it'd be really funny to hear them today Mm -hmm. i'm sure I'm sure my voice sounds exactly the same. Well, they were kind of... <laughs> I wonder if we'd be able to tell you and apart. No. Apparently my dad isn't able to either, so we good. So, um, the other thing, too, that they were sort of shocked about is that there was, like, a way to carry your music portably when there was, like, tapes and stuff. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was called a Walkman. And you put the tape in. And... So if you were lucky, you got one that, like, flipped it over for you. 
so you didn't have to like stop and take the tape out and turn it over and they were like what like they were just yeah. their brains were just like and just the exploding. risk that came with like putting even a VHS or a, a cassette tape into a machine that you know has eaten the tape of something else in the yes. past and you're like this is Russian roulette now if I'm ever getting this fucking tape. Do you remember having to like clean the VCR heads with like yeah. that special it, oh. it was like that special like tape that you had to put in it would like and what they, a time to be alive. They're just in this world where like those things aren't. And yeah. I said guys like I have um a DVD copy of Schindler's List yeah. which we show in um in social Very sometimes. Nice. And I was like but you have to flip the DVD over because when that DVD was made, the capacity of a DVD was less than it is today. Yeah. And they were like, "Don't you remember when Titanic came out?" Or and Braveheart and it was on two, two VHSs. Insane. And it was like seventy dollars. Yeah, like just <laughs> and now you can just like download it illegally for free. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put that illegally out there just so everyone knows that we're don't let. We do not, we're not proponents of breaking the law. No. Over here. But it was just, it was just, it was just a mind-boggling experience, like, for her to try and explain some of this stuff. Yeah. And she's like, and she's not that much older than them. Yeah. Only, what, five, six years? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's And she's, like, in a, almost in, like, a different generation. For sure. And with the experience that she has with some of that stuff, which I just thought was really, really, really... It's strange how there's been, like, this escalation of difference in experience mm-hmm. with the influx of technology into our lives. It's, yeah, it's, it's a hell of a thing. Because I feel like my life wasn't that different from my dad's, like, when he was growing up as a kid. Like, yeah. He had TVs, he didn't have, like, a VHS or anything like that, but nobody had computers no. like it was it wasn't that different but in terms of like me and my niece now it's wildly different oh yeah well it was even like last weekend when I was here and she's like you know on Brit's phone and knows how yeah. to like do stuff on the phone yeah for sure like that's not a thing that I would have ever known because those things didn't exist yeah right yeah it's been a it's been a really interesting it's been a really really interesting um, experience having the student teacher and having her like work with these kids and like you know because she's not that much older than them but she's like so much older than them in so many mm-hmm. ways um, and yeah it's been it's been fun kind of watching them and then my grade twelves are reading um, the Taming of the Shrew mm. which is great and so her and I were talking about some of the some of the, like the raunchy bits which is the best part of that play in Act Two and that's what they're doing on Monday so I might go and sit in and watch and see how she how she talks about that's it. That's very funny. Well, because there's the one scene where he talks about, like, he want, Patricia wants Catherine to sit on him because he's um, basically a three-legged stool. Um, which I think is just really funny. And then there's another, later on in that same, like, dialogue between them where he basically talks about how he wants to stick his tongue in her ass. Like, that's more or less what he's saying. And I'm just like, oh, alright. This is a thing that people do. I guess. Um... Yeah, making a thing that people. Do. I guess, but like, but it, but it's it's there, and like the the word the phrasing is in the play. Yeah, I'm just I'd be super curious to know how many of them would actually get that. Well, I find it so funny too how even in Macbeth, I usually have my students speak aloud the first act, but I always do Lady Macbeth because no one's comfortable saying, "Unsex me here" or, um, uh, "Tornets." 
gums from my nipple and mm-hmm, bashed its mm-hmm. brain in. Like, I'm much more capable of not being embarrassed and saying those words than they are. They would be humiliated if they stumbled into that and all of a sudden they're like, what's my next line, right? Like, yeah, they'd freak out. But it's so funny to watch them blush, though. It is really funny. It's really funny. Because they get very uncomfortable with it. Yeah. I'm like, good. Or like in Perks when, um, the, when in Ch- whatever letter it is when Charlie's talking about masturbation and he's like, cause he's like, dear friend. And he's like, I know he's like, I suppose you already know about masturbation. I can't remember how it starts. Yeah. He's like, it's where you rub your genitals until you have an orgasm. And then in the book it's a, it, it says, wow. And there's exclamation marks. And the guy who reads the audiobook, his voice is so absurdly teenage and he's just like, <laughs> Wow! It's just like, and I can just imagine. It's so funny. Oh, that's cute. It is so funny, and like, do the kids laugh? They do, but the the beauty of the audiobook is like it just keeps going, so you don't. There's not that weird awkwardness because yeah, you know, it just keeps going. But it's so 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 funny. I want to know who reads it. I feel like I remember looking it up. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and and it's just it's just again one of those things that like thinking about like what what their perception of some of those things are. And they're just, it's so uncomfortable for them. Yeah. But the audiobook sort of helps that. But his voice is just so funny. Noah Galvin. Okay. He he does a great job, but it's just, like, so achingly teenage, his voice. Yeah. So when he reads that part, like, he's just, like... Wow! Yeah, he's, like, legitimately <laughs> excited about it. That's cute. Right? And it's really funny, because he's, like, a freshman in high school. Yeah. And right? he's so innocent. Oh, very, very level. innocent, yeah. Like... Um, but yeah, he's, like, a freshman in high school, and so, mm-hmm. yeah, it's... Oh, God, it's so, so, so funny. Um, oh, teens. But I really, really super enjoy it. Um, but yeah, so that's that's what's happening. In my world at school. Also a lot of nothing, because I have a student teacher. <laughs> I've had to teach for a while. So I'm like, all well, planned out to the end of the year, which is great. I hate you. It is a perk. Of being a Wofflar? Oh, yeah, there's that. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. I watched another episode of The Terror, even though I said I wasn't going to. I was going to wait till it was all over. It's fucking terrifying. Is, uh, where are you watching it? It's on AMC. Oh, okay, I don't have that too. Um, but there's a novel, apparently. Like, it's based on a novel, and I would super like to read it once I'm done watching the show. Yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. I'll wait for your recommendation. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, I was listening to the audiobook of The Shawshank Redemption the other day, or Rita Hayworth in The Shawshank Redemption, I should Where's say. it? Hmm? I can't remember, it's Frank something or other, I can't remember his name. It, he's very, very good. Um, <clears throat> I was listening because I have a copy of the text, like a, a word copy of the text, and mm-hmm. I had typos in it, so I wanted to, like, take all of them out, so I had to listen. So I was listening to it at, like, 2.0, the speed, or two and a half times the speed. It was hilarious. I love that. Um, it was really, really quick. But it helped me, I got through the whole thing in, like, two hours that way, so that was nice. Um, but I was listening to it again, and then I was thinking about Stephen King, and I was thinking about, like, some of the stuff that he's written. I was like, man, he's written some great stuff. I just wish it wasn't also scary, because I would love to read more of it. I know. I tried to read one of his... Um, short story collections once and I couldn't make it all the way through. I uh, actually, like, and I could only, oh, Frank Mueller? Yeah, that sounds funny. I could only read it during, like, at 2 p.m. Yeah. Under certain conditions. I couldn't be, like, alone. This was way back when I was still living on campus, but yeah, I haven't, haven't been able to revisit. I'm trying to remember, there was this book that I read in junior high and I thought it was a Stephen King book. 
But I now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think it is. And I've been trying to remember what it is, and I haven't been able. Maybe you know what it is. It was a book where it was about teens that um, drive around in this car, and the car kills them by turning up the music so loud that it, like, blood comes from their ears. Does that sound familiar to you? Yeah. But it's not Christine. No. No. Because it doesn't... It doesn't do that. No. Cause that's no, because like, in Christine, isn't it? Does, I, I'm trying to think with Christine. It, like, it hits them. Yeah, no, but it, like, runs also... things over. Um... But as the car gets, like, fixed up and fixed up, then our, the one character, he becomes, like, better looking and more appealing to, like, there's, like, that... That Dorian Gray Dorian Gray kind of aspect to it. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. if I remember. But I'm pretty sure it's not... Let me look it up here. I'm pretty sure it's not... It has nothing to do with the music. Um... Oh, it's about the music. I'm, I don't know if it is or not. No, 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 no. Um... No, I don't think so. That's no, it's not Christine. God, that's a good book. Fuck, that's a good one. Um, that does sound familiar. And I like I can picture what the cover looks like in my head. Okay. Because I remember it being fucking scary. This is what I read in like grade seven. <laughs> um, do you remember reading like Christopher Pike and R.L. Stein books? Christopher like, Pike. He was, like, a scarier writer than R.L. Stein. Maybe it was Christopher Pike. It could have been. It could have been a Christopher Pike. Or an R.L. Stein. Like a Fear Street or whatever. Oh, my God. I googled Christopher Pike, and the first thing that came up was fucking Commander Pike from Star Trek. Oh, not Chris Pine? My accent? No. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was, we were talking about Stephen King stuff, and I remember reading Dreamcatcher um, one summer. I was, like, 16 or something like that. And I was at... Uh, Oh, I think I have read these. <gasps> I, was, I think it might be him. It could very well, because that sounds like something he would have written yes. in, that, in that vein. And, like, even just looking at the titles, it could be Die Softly. Um, that so, just sounds correct. Yeah. Die Softly. But. I remember reading Dreamcatcher by Stephen King. Mm -hmm. um, I was at my grandma's house in this little town in Saskatchewan, and my mom and I had gone to see her. And mom was staying at the hotel in town, because grandma didn't have enough space in her apartment for both of us to stay so I was sleeping on the high bed yeah. and it was like hot as shit in the summertime this is always how a scary book yeah it's just hot as shit and you're just like I might as well just fucking read yeah so I, I was reading and I'm reading this book and I had to have the front door open because to get a, a breeze through because like it was so hot in grandma's house like it was just ridiculous yeah. and I'm laying in the, on the high bed in the living room and the front door is open and it's pitch black outside except for like the street light the one street light that's like right outside grandma's house uh -huh. this is all and the, back yeah, the, yeah. the tree like the wind kind of kicked up a little bit which was good because it was hot but I'm reading this book about this fucking alien and I, oh god it was so terrifying I like slept with the light on for two nights like I couldn't yeah it was terrifying but he's such a good writer that, like, I want to be able to read more of his stuff, but I can't do it because I'm like, nope, too scared. I know. Christopher Pike. Damn. I'm not seeing it. That's such, like, a... Everybody's got that story, though. Of that hot summer night, and they're transfixed by a book, and it gets into their brain. Yeah. And they can't calm down. Yeah. 
For me, the last one I remember that was like that was Dracula. That's a, that is a scary that book. book is fucking... Like, that image of when he's looking out the castle window and he sees Dracula just climbing up the wall. Yeah. That fucked me up. Yeah. And I was, like, 25 when I read that. Yeah, that's that's a tough one to... Uh, that's a tough one to read. It is very sexual, the second half of the book. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the, the movie? Uh, with Gary Oldman and, and uh, Winona Ryder? Keanu. Yeah. It's a long, uh, long, long time ago. It's it's something, alright. Um, I feel like that must be a Christopher Pike. I remember reading this. I think I still have this collection. I have to take it home. I re- remember reading this collection of short stories called 13. And there's these like 13 terrifying short stories. Mm. Um, which kind of makes me want to go home and read them tonight. Like and they, I read the, I, I got the book when I was like twelve, maybe. Like, yeah, it's been and like, I'm sure now it'll take you seventeen minutes to read. Yeah, it's it's pretty hefty. It's probably four hundred pages worth of short stories. Oh, There's thirteen yeah. stories in it. Like they're and they're sizably, you know, they're pretty sizable. Um, but I remember reading them and just being terrified. Oh, for sure. Terrified. It's just like, yeah. In your rational young brain too. Yeah. Although I can't really say shit because I. I was like, you know what? Crimson Peak looks interesting. I like the people in it. Couldn't even get through the first one minute, 30 seconds. Really? Yeah. How come? Because it's got a creepy-ass kid in it. Yeah. At the start. And the first minute is like, um, I never, or I saw my first ghost when my mother died or something like that. Okay. And you could tell that like when this girl finished looking around, she was gonna see the ghost of her dead mother. And yeah. I was just like, no thanks. So <laughs> Bye. <laughs> when I was a few years ago, I went to Kansas City for a football game, because I why else would anyone go to Kansas City, I guess, but I went to Kansas City for a football game. And apparently there's this like haunted house tradition in Kansas City. There's all in like this warehouse district in down downtown on the Missouri side, they have like all these haunted houses. With, like, live actors who... Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I was with my friend and his wife, and we went, and I made it, like, up the stairs and went into the first room, and then I turned, and there was someone standing right there. I was like, no, I can't do this. Like, it's just, I'm not a jump scare kind of person. I I'm not... Like being scared. But I really want to watch... Have you seen the trailer for the movie A Quiet Place? Yes. I want to watch it so bad. Me too. But we're going to have to wait till it's on Netflix, and, like, I'll come over here and we'll open the curtains. Yeah, in <laughs> August. Yeah, because like, it's going to be, like... Oh my god. Yeah, because we can't watch it in your basement. No. I, I can watch it, like, upstairs in my house. That's not a problem. You have too many rooms. I don't trust it. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the premise of it, because I saw it's an interview amazing. with John Krasinski on, um, I don't know if it's on. Did you see its rotten score? No. It's, like, 98%. Oh, well, and so I saw an interview with John Krasinski. I don't know if it was on Jimmy Fallon or Stephen Colbert or where it was, but he said that the reason he, like, was really intrigued by the film it wasn't for the scary bits. Like, he liked that part of it, but he made this, like, it's sort of like, what would you do for your family kind of thing? And, like, he, they had just had their second kid mm-hmm. and whatever. And so he's, like, he talks a lot about how the film was, you know, as scary as it is, it was, like, informed by this love for his family. And I'm like, oh, I really want to see it. Yeah. But, like, I live... I've heard it's amazing. I lived, I can't go to a theater and watch it because no. I'm like, fucking terrified. Yeah. The last, like, scary movie I saw in a theater was Sixth Sense. Really? Yeah. Was that 99? Yes. 
when that fucking ghost goes across that open bathroom doorway when he's peeing in the middle of the night, that it was, like, the scariest thing that's ever happened. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, <laughs> but it was, and I remember that collective, like, fear with the whole theater, and everyone was like, oh my god, and I think that was also the year the Blair Witch Project came out, if I remember correctly. We're not going to discuss that film. <laughs> Which also was terrifying. Yeah, and that's all we're going to say about it. And I, I don't want to think about that. I just, I'm just, I'm just thinking about like the shared experience of that. Yeah. Which movies, like those horror movies, I think were different somehow. The last one I went to was um, Saw Two. I haven't seen any of them. I refuse. <sighs> went with my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time. I'm surprised you're still together. Seriously, <laughs> Megan, I watched about the first five minutes. And then for 95 minutes, I had my hood up. I was plugging my ears. I was, like, in his chest. Couldn't couldn't watch it. Just, like, cried the whole time. It was mm-hmm. awful. Why do people make these things? I don't know. But while we've been sitting here and the Raptors game was on, there was one, an, a commercial for a movie called Truth or Dare. Oh, boy. Which, like, the, the trailer that I saw, it's like, this guy's like, I'm glad you all joined me tonight so that I won't be the one who dies or something ridiculous like that. And then if you don't do the dares, then you die. And so, like, in, in the trailer, you know, the, the girl, she's, like, got her hand out on the table and someone, like, smashes her hand with a, a hammer. And then, like, later in the trailer, she's pointing a gun at someone and she's like, I need you to cut out your tongue and you can tell. And I'm just like, why is that a thing that people want to watch? No, I don't get it. And I always find, like, if I watch something on the Comedy Network, especially late at night, like The Daily Show or whatever, there's always commercials for, like, those, like, mid-year horror movies and I'm like, nope, nope, no. Nope. So I have to meet them because I can't, I can't deal yeah, with it. There and there was always like weird creatures that like changed. And I'm just like, what the fuck is happening? I know. It just reminds me of you know guy from X Files. Yeah, and I just uh, yeah no no. Um, but Taylor Hall. <laughs> we're back to that in the playoffs. Taylor Hall is in the playoffs. I'm just trying to scrub all this talk of horror. I don't know how we got here, but I'm trying to scrub. I don't know either. Horror. But we were <laughs> talking for an hour and fifteen. Megan, I told you this was going to happen. <laughs> oh my god, do you just want to go to questions? Yes. Actually, no, do you know what I want to talk about before we do questions? No. I want to talk about that Marvel list of how good those the Marvel characters would be in bed. Because I think that's just really funny. <laughs> do you want me to bring it up? Sure. Do you have it? Uh, I sent it to Jess, so I should be able to find it pretty quick. Okay. Um. So, did you send it to me? I yeah, did. you sent it to me. I sent it to you. I texted it to you. And it was, so it's it's from BuzzFeed. It is. Of and, course. And of course it is, because BuzzFeed does amazing things. They do. Um. It is uh, Marvel Men ranked by how good they'd be in bed. Can you send it to me too, just so I can have it open at the same time? And she says, the, the girl who created this says that Peter Parker is not on this list because he is a literal child. Which is fair. As soon as I read that, though, I was like, I gotta send this to Megan. Because I was like, this is your voice that I hear in my head. <laughs> you want me to text it to you? Yes, please. Okay, so. Um, I want to talk about this list. Oh, for sure. Can doozy. Okay. Because um, I want to just read all of her, her explanations. I think this is good. Um, so, she's got 19. These are personal opinions, whatever. So, number 19, Star-Lord, Peter Quill. 100%. Totally the reason agree. is, Peter Quill would have his fun and then fall asleep. He doesn't care about you at all. Just saying. I'm on board. Okay. This is correct. Um, Points. Dra- number e- point. Okay. Number 18, Drax. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to jump in bed with, into bed with a guy who takes everything literally? I sure don't. He's literally the destroyer. No yeah. Worries. That's what really, I never really thought about it that way, but that's a good point. 
It's dangerous territory. It's very dangerous territory. I'm still thinking about that, like, that bit where it's just slitting of the throat, where he doesn't get it. It's just, oh god, it's so funny, because he's so great. He is. a great character. But, like, also, he could kill me. He could. Um, okay, Hulk, Bruce Banner, number 17. Bruce Banner probably wouldn't be terrible in bed, but Hulk, yeah, no, good luck with that. Plus, Bruce would constantly be worried about hulking out, and wouldn't you be a little worried, too? Fair. Yep. Um, Quicksilver. This dude's whole thing is that he's really fast. Do I really need to elaborate? I feel like he could have been 19. He could have. I think Doctor Strange should be 19 for reasons. We'll get to that in a second. That's for personality reasons, though. Yeah. For, for the same reasons that Quill's down there. I think That he doesn't Quill's care at all about talk. you. Yeah. I think Doctor Strange... Like, the, the, what she says later on about Doctor Strange is that, like, he's good with his hands, like, wink, wink. I'm like, yeah, but also super selfish. Yeah. Feel like bottom of the list because sure. of that. That's fair. That's fair. Okay, continue. Um, War Rody. Machine, or Rhodey, right? He's really attractive, but do you ever, like, think about War Machine? He's just kind of there. He'd probably be a great husband, though. So, like, there, yeah. in the FMK, you're gonna marry. You're gonna marry Of course Rody. you are. And you're gonna kill Iron Man, and you're gonna fuck Cap. Like <laughs> or Thor or or Thor yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, Ant Man, Scott Lang. He's a grower, not a shower. But let's face it, he'd be totally ordinary in bed. Probably true. <laughs> That's like whoever wrote this is a fucking genius. Yeah, Nick Fury, number thirteen, uh, has been married to his job his entire life. He's definitely got moves, but he's not sticking around to cuddle after. We need to talk about the picture of Nick Fury though. Yeah. Why is he smiling? Yeah, I've never seen him smile. Yeah, it's weird. Ever. It feels like it's a weird behind the scenes moment. Yes. That they pret- are pretending is real. I don't like it. Um, the <laughs> the Grandmaster number twelve should be off the list just in general. Why? Uh, real talk. This this dude is kinky as fuck, but not at all GGG. So, there you go. He does have an orgy ship. He does. We need to remember that. Because if that's the thing you're into, then he could be on the list, higher on the list. True. Uh, number 11, Falcon, Sam Wilson. Um, he's total boyfriend material, and he'd be a generous lover, but... Shrug. Shruggy guy. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. He's a follower. A little bit. You know what I mean? Maybe that's a thing someone likes. I don't know. Sometimes. Um, yeah, he kind of has to be, like, told what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Which can be exhausting. <laughs> uh, number 10 is Vision. He's somehow both soulful and mechanical, and he'd be ruthlessly efficient in bed. But it'd kind of all be like being with a sentient vibrator who is also a clingy boyfriend. And if that isn't like the most perfect description. <laughs> oh, it's so accurate. Of a character, I don't know. It's um, so good. Ha- number nine, Hawkeye. <laughs> His wife seems real happy. <laughs> and he's procreated. So. Well, and the other thing about Hawkeye that the, the movies have not dealt with at all is that in the comics, he's deaf. What? Yes. I feel like we've talked about this before, and I feel like you've had that tone with me before about it. But yes, he's he, deaf in the comics. You know I wipe it from my brain um, And I feel like if the movies had done a better job dealing with that, then you could put him higher on the list. Why would he be higher, though? Because I feel like he would be, I feel like our understanding of him as a character, he would employ his senses differently. Gotcha. Okay. Because he's deaf. I'm picking up what you put Right? Down. Got it. Um, I'm going to disagree with this placement of Captain America because of the Solely picture. Solely from the photo, because yeah. Because of the picture that she's chosen. Yeah. It's Cap with a beard, and it's number eight, and that is unacceptable. He looks like he's trying really hard to solve an algebra equation. And or hold in a fart. <laughs> One or the other. Anyway, she says here about um, Captain America. 
There's no denying that Steve Rogers is objectively a perfect human specimen. However, it took him like four movies to even kiss a girl. Also, let's face it, you can never compete with Peggy or Bucky. I will say, though, that Cap is, like, ready to please. That is his job. Right? Like, he... And he would also take orders very well. Mm -hmm. But also, a leader. Yes. Yes. He'd take direction well. Yeah. And then take the initiative once he figured it out. I think that Cap's position here is much too low. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay, so number seven is Doctor Strange. Um, and I don't like any of this, because I don't like Benedict The description's hilarious. The description's great. Everything about this guy screams fuckboy, but, like, not in a totally bad way. <laughs> he knows what he's doing, and he's good at his fingers, which counts for a lot. But again, I feel like he's very selfish. Okay, warning sign, he does have a goatee. You know my thoughts about goatees. Yeah, that's down the list. It's that's, pubic hair of the face. That's, like, number 21 out of the list of 19. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Alright, um, number six is funny. Loki? I also disagree with this But uh, the description is hilarious. Mm -hmm. You know this guy is trash, and yet, and yet, he could talk you into anything and you would enjoy it. Thoroughly. Mm. <laughs> That's what that <laughs> That's sounds That's the noise. Like. Yeah. <laughs> UNF. But I think you're right. I think that needs to be lower. Yeah. So I feel like at this point now, where we're at, the rest of them, whatever, but I feel like if we take Cap up and put Loki and Doctor Strange below Cap. Yes. We're getting into, like, better territory. Yes. Okay. Um, Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, yo, this dude is smooth and romantic like a boys to men slow jam. He'll make love to you like you want him to and make you feel like a true queen. Wakanda forever. I don't think that's true. No? I don't think he would. I think he, he loves her, though. But only her. That's the thing. Unless you are her, he has eyes for no one else. That's yeah, but if you're her, I'm, this assumption is that you're her. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, that's it. I don't know. I would. I don't know, but and I don't. Like I'm this, fine with that level of commitment. I don't know about this next one here. Yeah. <laughs> so the next one is uh, Bucky. Uh huh. <laughs> um, these are all in caps, <laughs> and the, the description is really great. <laughs> and I feel like I want you to read this one out. Okay. Because this is how I imagine you talking to me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at his mouth! Look! He has so much pain in his soul. Beautiful, sexy pain. Maybe you can help him. I'm doing my Seinfeld. Only you! <laughs> he has so many intense feelings, and at least one of those feelings is horny. That's a description. That is a, it's a great description, and it's all very accurate, but I don't think he should be number four. My throat hurts now. He needs to be down that list. Agreed. So, like, Cap... I feel like he'd be triggered... By everything. Yeah. Or you'd like say. There's also car. like there's also <laughs> like freight car should not be your safe word. <laughs> there's also a fucking metal arm that like could be a problem. Oh shit. Which I, I feel like she's forgotten about the metal arm. The metal arm. It could become an issue. That's right. Um, number three. I'm all in on this one. <laughs> I was I was disappointed it wasn't higher. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, I'm upset. Yeah. With Number, Number two. two. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so if you're following along, I feel like you can guess where this is going. So number three is Killmonger from Black Panther. Um, her description is, hello, hi, look <laughs> at this man. Just look at him. He's intense. He's driven. He's passionate. He's good at everything. He would be so focused on winning. And in this case, winning means, well, you get the idea. <laughs> and to all of that, I say yes. Choo-choo. Um, so number two. Tony Stark. 
Disagree. I agree with everything she says based on the description, yes. but I disagree with the placement. The choice. Agree. So let me break this down for you. Tony Stark is extremely experienced. He knows what's up. He has an ego based entirely upon his desire for unimpeachable excellence. He would absolutely, absolutely make sure you spent the next decade bragging about how good he was in bed. If for some reason you weren't satisfied, he would create a device just for your pleasure and it would work really well. Probably not untrue. Um, the whole experience would be fun, surprisingly emotional, and glamorous. All of those things I think are true, but I don't think he should be number two on the list. No. I think it should be... If we bump him down to, into like just above Loki territory and have Cap above that... Absolutely. And Bucky's down there too. Yeah. Okay. So number one, obviously. Obviously correct. The, the correct choice. This is the 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 only like indisputable. It's absolutely. Yeah. Correct. This is it. Yeah. Four. Mhm. Has to be. Full disclosure: I didn't want to actually make Thor number one on the list, but facts are facts. <laughs> Objectively, Thor is going to be the best in bed. He's ten thousand years old. He's done everything. He knows how to party, and he'd be there be there in the morning to make you breakfast. And he's the god of thunder. Hammer or no, this guy can bring it. So here's a question for you. Yeah. You had questions about Bucky's metal arm. Yeah. Do we have concerns about losing sight in one eye? No. Not at all. Because all that counts is two hands? Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you said it, not me. I'm just agreeing with you. So for me, my top five-ish in this list would actually probably be Thor. I'll take Killmonger at number two. I'm all right with that choice. (laughs) I would put Cap at number three. Mm-hmm. And then I would put, eh, yeah, sure, Black Panther at number four. And then that would put probably Hawkeye at number five, and then the rest of the list I don't care about. I'd say same top four for me. My five is going to be Sam Wilson. Okay, that works. There you go. I, this list was, like, super entertaining, though. I fucking loved everything about it. And we will for Sheezy tweet that. And we will probably uh, do a re-rank after we go watch Avengers. Infinity War. Because <laughs> I know how this is going to go. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, do some questions, because sure. it's about that time. I texted I texted to some friends right as we started recording, and I was like, uh, do you have any podcast questions? And then I was like, you said, so don't worry, don't, no rush, you have 90 minutes until we get there, and it's been, like, 85 Anyway, um, what do we got here? Is an Oreo one cookie or two? One. Okay, I would agree. Which robot message is, these are from a friend from work. I was like, I don't fucking see these in the tweets. Um, which robot message is more passive aggressive? Netflix's, are you still watching? The whatever. Yeah. Or co-op taxis, next time try using our app text. Apparently that's a thing that happens. Netflix, for sure. I think so. It's super judgmental. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Netflix, I know it's been seven hours. What do you want from me? I'm a piece of garbage. I pay you. My TV also does the same thing now. My my, yeah. If I don't change the channel or whatever, it asks me if I'm like still watching and I want to go to power saving mode. I'm like, fuck you, I am still watching. How dare you. Um, would you rather compete on Chopped, Guy's Grocery Games, or Cutthroat Kitchen? Chopped. I think so, too. Everything else is just like. Here's a ball of yarn and some applesauce. Make something edible. Throw them both out. Fucking order Harvey's. <laughs> um, which sport do you think has the best overall athletes? 
Coral. Well, what does that mean? I. Th- I don't know. <laughs> I think. I think. I think we're talking probably professional sports, right? Like, or whatever. Like, in which sports you have to be like, maybe not the like the best all around athlete to compete at a high level in that sport. I'd say probably soccer. Just because it's so much cardio, but you also have to be very strong. Uh, yeah, soccer. I was thinking soccer or rugby. Yeah, something rugby. like that. I feel like rub- rugby sometimes has the benefit of a lot of muscle. Yeah. But that comes at the cost of speed and agility. Sometimes. But then you've got the guys who are like the wingers or whatever who right. Yeah. Um, but then like I'm really... thinking about baseball, right? And I'm thinking about like some pitchers that I've seen. I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, like I would also say like. Like, in terms of just, like, like just actual physical conditioning, like, swimming. That's what I was thinking Probably first. has to have, like, you have to be an exceptional athlete. Yeah. To compete at those high levels in swimming because so much of, especially, like, so much of that is anaerobic. Endurance, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And I'd say similar to, um, like, basketball. Yeah. There's a lot more. It's, it's just so physical, yeah. right? It's not just... And they play so much of the game in comparison to, say, hockey or exactly. whatever. Yeah. You're not doing those short shifts. You're, you're playing, like, 20, 30 minutes yeah. at a time sometimes. Yeah. And, and I mean, there are times where it's, the pace is a little bit slower, you know, um, like when you're, like, inbounding the yeah. ball or whatever. You're not maybe quite... Moving but you have to be fast. able to go to that speed yeah. like that, yeah. Um, and last question from here. What's something you did recently that you think you'll remember your entire life? Oh boy. That's a really good question. In a good way or a bad way? I don't know. Um, I don't oof. I don't do anything, so I don't know. Like something I did? Yeah. I well the thing that's coming to mind right now is a kid almost made me spit out my water as I was drinking drinking it before we started eating or eating eating Macbeth fuck <laughs> okay We're eating Macbeth because it was like some of them half of them hadn't done Shakespeare before they didn't inherit the wind last year okay so I was like giving them contact text about like what London was made up of at that time, like people's mm-hmm. literacy and how long people lived and like the social norms and the gender norms and stuff. <laughs> One fucking kid, as I'm like wetting my whistle before we're gonna divide up the speaking roles, is like, So did they have dragons back then? <laughs> <laughs> and I <laughs> and everyone was like, What? believe it. Oh, that's funny. And it, there's never been that moment in my teaching career where it was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> that's where we're at. I don't, I don't think I've done anything recently that I'll remember. I don't know. I'll get back to you on that one. Mm-hmm. Okay, question from Reba. Mm-hmm. Where's the best place to get comfort food in the east end of the city? My thought Depends what your idea of comfort food is, but my favorite place is Dallas Pizza on Highway Six Ave. Mm. Their pizza's fucking great. It's what's than... the east end of the city? I don't know. Like east of Tony Yeah, yeah, east eastish that way. I don't know anything over there. Yeah, I would say well for me it would be Dallas Pizza because their pizza's better than Royal Pizza. Okay. Fine words. 
And then Erin texted in our little group text. She's like, same question for the West End and downtown. I'm like, you dicks. I don't go places in the West End. Mm-mm. Like, at all, actually. Um, like... And for me, for downtown, anywhere that you... Like, this is a personal thing, just in general. Anywhere where you can get a good shepherd's pie is a place where you can get good comfort food. Because that's sure. one of my absolute favorite things, is a good shepherd's pie. It's delicious. Or, or like, a chicken pot pie. Something that's, like, good... Yes. So, like, Sherlock's downtown. Is it Sherlock's that's on... No. One a second of? Yeah. Sherlock oh, yeah, Holmes yeah, yeah. downtown. But where was that place that we went? Uh, in the mall. Finn McCool's? Yeah. Theirs is good, too. Theirs yeah. is real yeah. good. Yeah, anywhere, if you can get it, if you can get a good, uh, like, good pub food in that way, it's good comfort food, I mm-hmm. think. Also, is it the dish in the Runaway Spoon on off 124th Street and, like, 104th Ave? I think that's what it's called. They have excellent food, and it's all, like... Pip is real good, too. Pip is very good. Oof, I'm thinking about that orzo still. Um, have dreams about it sometimes. Do you? Yes. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I don't know about the West End. Sorry, I don't go to the West End very often. Do you remember? I don't know if it's still, but Piccolino's is good for good pasta in the West End. Piccolino's is good. Yeah. yeah. They were closed for a while because of a roach problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Um, They're back in action, though. Uh, downtown, I went to Tiramisu once, and I went there for brunch one morning, and it was delicious. There you go. Look um, at all these recos. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we have... I have one questions. from Malcolm that I was supposed to do last week. Well, I've got three that I was supposed to do last week, and I forgot. And they're, uh, related to my sister, but do you want to answer them? Sure, okay. Well, this one is for Olivia. Do you prefer Paw Patrol or Blue Clues? Blue's Clues. And he said, Brit, same question. Oh, God. Probably Blue's Clues. Paw Patrol is better. I've never watched Paw Patrol. Obi loves Paw Patrol. Okay. Chase is on the case. Um, and specifically for Brit, what's the name of the ghost in your basement, and will it attack me and Morgan when we go check on your house? Um, the name of the ghost in Brit's basement is... That's a good question. Um, I don't know. Francisco. Francisco. Which is a fun name to say. Okay, I can go with that. Sebastian? Um, Gaston. Gaston. Gaston, there you go. Um, if you leave a gift of five dozen eggs, he'll be fine and he'll leave you alone. I had to, like, sing the song in my head to get the number right. (laughs) Classic. Classic. He's never going to listen to this, but I love it. And then he's got an MFK for us, Ginger Edition. Uh Uh-oh. Prince Harry. Okay. Donald Gleason. Yeah. Or this dude, Stuart Armstrong. And I do have a picture of Stuart Armstrong. And Malcolm's trying to do something here because he thinks that he's a doppelganger for Stuart Armstrong. That's what he looks like. He's a soccer player for Celtic. Okay. Well, I had a sound of disgust at Donald Gleason, so I'm going to kill him. Love him, though. I'd marry him for she's. Would you? Yeah. I'd marry Prince Harry. I think he. I think I'd go one round with Harry. Because he's, he's he feel, well, maybe I he's, he's a bit dirty. Because he seems like kind of a fuckboy a little. Yeah, bit. he's been around the block. Yeah. And. But if you married him, I love you could Donald. Hang with Kate Middleton at some point in time if you married him, if he kept you, if he kept him around. No, I'd I'd marry Donald, and then I'd kill Stu because. Yeah, I don't know anything about. It. If Can he's Malcolm's doppelganger, I don't care. Hard pass. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, you're my brother, you weirdo. Um, but that was always questions. 
Okay, we have lots of questions from other people. Oh, Jesus. We, well, Amanda sent 7,000. She Thank did. Thank you, Amanda. Uh, Tyler says he's still waiting for us to tell him the story. We'll get there eventually. I don't know. You need to give us a topic. We'll do like that improv game one word story. Okay, yeah. But we need a topic. We need a topic. We would, we would and kill it. And a location. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and an occupation. Did I ever tell you about the best improv thing that ever happened when I was teaching in another school and I looked after the improv team? When you went to Ottawa? Yeah, when we went to Ottawa. Yeah. So one of our rehearsals, this is like the greatest thing that's ever happened. One of our rehearsals, they were said, I was like the, because there's two different kinds of, of improv that we did. There's like the theater sports, like the super funny stuff, and then there's like the long longer long form. Yeah. Um, and it's like the Canadian improv games. And they had one of their, I can't remember what all the categories were. Anyway, so one of the situations was it started off with this family sitting around a table. And these kids, they were just so smart and so funny and so talented, and I loved everything about them. And, um,. <laughs> One of the girls, she sits down and she like pulls a fruit out of the basket in the middle of the table, right? And makes this breakfast time. And the mom's talking and whatever. And she's like eating this apple. And then the kid that's like the father, he's like, I can't, let's call her Becky because I can't remember mm-hmm. what the character name was. And he's like, so Becky, how do you like that tangerine? We all, all of us just like fucking lost it. Like, <laughs> she's eating it like an she's apple. she's eating it like an apple. And there was no attempt obviously to peel it because she yeah. was eating an apple <laughs> And, like, we just, oh, my God, because I think there was five of them in the scene, and so there was eight kids, so it was me and the other three watching it, and we were just, like, (laughs) what? And we just died. Like, it was so, so funny. So now, every time, every time I see somebody or some, like, I hear a mention of a tangerine, that is the first place that my brain goes, Mm -hmm. is, like to that that moment because it's so funny so unexpected it was just ridiculous and he tried to justify that because we had to stop the scene obviously because like they couldn't carry on yeah like that was that and it was like four seconds in like they they could not carry on and i was like okay let's try this again i was like you ben you need to pay a little bit more attention to what's going on around you i was like if someone's like going like this it's probably not grapes like, it was just, oh, God, it was so funny. Oh, God. Anyway, um, yes, give us a topic, Tyler, and we will tell a one-word, like, a, an improv one-word story. Yeah, for reals. Okay, Amanda has, like, 8,000 questions. Our first question today was, am I too late? The answer is no. No. Uh, okay. No, I'm going to do that one late, later. Uh, she's getting her nails done again tomorrow, and she did Red for the Devil's Playoff push. Would it be bad luck to change the color tomorrow? Yes. Yes! I'm going to... Can you reply to that? I did. Okay. <laughs> All caps. Yes. Two S's. Would you rather have a pet dragon or a pet unicorn? I would say pet dragon, but only if it was like the baby dragons from Shrek. Like the dragon donkey things. Because they were little and cute. Okay. So here's my question. Yeah. Is it the only one of its kind? Oh, that's a good question. I don't know. Because if so, I think unicorn. Because it's easier to hide okay than a dragon fair enough I'm just I was just thinking about a house hippo was what I was really thinking oh about. I love house hippos um and if you aren't from Canada that's really weird to hear then look it up I'm not, <laughs> we're not explaining it no <laughs> it's it's a thing trust us we all have them um who is your favorite non-Taylor Hall devil that's a good question Brian Boyle 100% American Hero Brian Boyle. Yeah. He's great. Miles Wood, close number two. Oh, Miles Wood Kyle is, Palmer, Miles Wood is pretty good. Close number 2.5. <laughs> it's... <laughs> 20, 27-year-old Kyle Palmieri. 
That was, that was That's also mind-blowing! <laughs> what is happening with age, you guys? It's just the beard that, like, fooled you with Palmieri, that's And all. then Amanda sent me a picture of Keegan Lowe, who looks like he's 57 years old. He's, like, 25. Yes! I don't understand what's happening with boys these days. I really don't. Okay. Amanda also wants to know, how rough was it going back to work after your week off? Well, since you sat through an hour and 40 minutes of this, I feel 40 like now? Tell. Jesus Christ. I feel like you can tell it was real rough. And we are like, yeah, we want to be in bed by 9. Um, Friggin' 8.30. Okay. Um, Amanda's last question. This is good. Mm-hmm. FMK playoff edition. Taylor Hall making the postseason. Edmonton media reaction to Taylor Hall making the postseason. And shirtless Brian Boyle picking up his son. Amanda, this is the <laughs> toughest one we've ever done. She did make us choose between Gary Bettman and Roger Goodell. No, that was Chris. Was that Chris? That was Chris. Oh, okay. <sighs> and who was the third? I can't remember. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it's in the past. Um, Okay. This is hard. This is all these I things want, are so fucking great. Because I want to keep the Edmonton reaction to it around for fucking ever and hold on to it and like remember. But I all like the image of Brian and his know. son. That was amazing. I know. I watched that video more times than necessary or appropriate. Mm-hmm. So, I think. I think what we're gonna do. I think you'll agree. Is this time for polygamy? I was just gonna say classic three bucks. <laughs> I think we're gonna keep them all. To be perfectly honest, or three Marys, three Marys. We're three Marys. I think so. Because you gotta keep the Edmonton media reaction around forever, just to remind it that you were right. Of course. And then you as keep, you do in a marriage. Yeah, and then you keep the Brian Boyle around as well, mm-hmm. because it's just so goddamn adorable. It's everything I need and in this world. keep that Taylor Hall making the playoff smile around. Because, like, it would just light up yes. your fucking world. So, the Edmonton media can sleep in the basement bedroom. Attic. I was going to say basement bedroom. Then, you, then, then they don't have to, like, cross your path at all. Because they come in the house and go down the stairs. Um, I feel I like attic because you'd hear them moving around, but you pretend like they're not there. Oh, that's fucking savage. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, okay. That's fair. That's fair? Yeah. Okay. Um, So, like, a garbage fire pod exclusive. Yeah. Never done this before. Never done polygamy before. Amanda Amanda has led us to some interesting places. She really has. Double marriages. Yeah. Double killings. Triple murders. It's been a while since a classic double murder. Um, okay. Mike has a really good question. What would Chris Russell be like as a high school teacher? I I have so many thoughts. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how to articulate them. Because, like, what would be the teaching equivalent of lying down to block a shot? Uh, a teacher that my husband had in university who would play videos of himself teaching the course from previous years. Yes, okay. 
and getting, wearing the exact same sweater. For getting paid money to do yes. this. Ah, okay. But just like legitimately pressing play on a lecture. That's fucking baller. I want to do that. Yeah. Oh my god. Isn't that wild? That's amazing. Yeah. Like the absolute stones on that man to be like to do that. Red Deer College, my Holy man. Holy shit. Red Deer College. And the, the second half of this question is, what about Lucic? Lucic is the one that's never there. So he's, he's got, like, is he in the building but not in the classroom? Like, and the, and, and, and everyone's sort of left to fend for themselves. Exactly. Because he's not capable of doing the job that he's getting paid like to do. Like, one of those teachers who just, like... You see them more in the hallway mm-hmm. than you do in their classroom. And you often ask, Why? what do you do here? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So there you go, Mike. I feel like you knew that was coming. Yeah. Um, but also, there's comp- there'll be, and the, the Lucic as the high school teacher will also take every opportunity to like take time off. He's also and still collect a paycheck. The highest paying one on the Yeah, the highest paid one. seniority. Yeah. 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 Does the least amount of work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as is always the case. Yeah. <laughs> That's just fucking mean. Um, anyway, what else? What is your favorite Taylor Hall physical feature? This question made me laugh like fucking uproariously last night. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna say the beard. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's a thing, and I like the beards. And also maybe sometimes the vein that like pops up in his bicep. <laughs> How's that? For <laughs> like real specific. And you can laugh at me all you want, but the number of times that Kelsey has texted me pictures <laughs> of the bicep vein is like inappropriate. I also have two. <laughs> I'm gonna say the smile. Okay. The smile's real good. And I'm also gonna say those tight pants. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot, there's a lot of that because the, the New Jersey Devils Instagram story is just like a um, treasure trove. Yeah, for warm ups. Oh, and they yeah. always show him. Always show in him his doing his pants. thing. It's great. It's really good. It's a good time. And like, it's to the point now that we know that it's him, even when you can't see. You his can face. recognize the bum. Yes. Or the shoulders. Or sometimes. the shoulders. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. But also, like. It's inappropriate. But they post they him do post much it. more than other people. That's so true. So it's not on me. That's true. It's on them. Also, I would say sometimes I feel like I could listen to him read a phone book. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, Tyler asks, <laughs> what are Megan's thoughts on the Fast and Furious? How can we possibly continue? <laughs> spin off? I'm just, I, I gotta, because we gotta ask these questions. I swear. <laughs> What are my thoughts on the Fast and Furious spinoff that is coming with Hobbs and Shaw? It will be 100% actual garbage, but I will watch it multiple times. Mm-hmm. Because I would have watched that comedy hour. Oh, it's so good. So great. Did you know, my sister sent me this, that Jason Statham used to be a competitive diver? Yeah. Have you seen his butt? Yeah. And you know that meme, if you don't like me at my blah, you don't deserve me at my blah? Yes. I was gonna do that with like his diving picture. And then his, like, Fast and the Furious yeah. picture. But I was like, eh. I, um... The, my favorite one of those is uh, Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Because it's, it's the, the same, same picture. Because it's fucking great. He's the best. He's the best. Tyler's other question is a thing I do not understand. 
Is how deep is Megan in the Xander zone? And I don't know what that is, so... I don't either. What's that yourself? about, Tyler? I look forward to your response Monday morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, Amanda sent us a picture of something from the hockey game last night. Um, and our thoughts on it. And I think we've articulated our thoughts. Actually, we didn't really articulate our thoughts very well. But we're happy. It's all good. I don't know if we can say we didn't articulate our thoughts. No, it's true. Okay. There it They're works. out there. And on my all caps screaming last night, I'm sure it was pretty good. It's very apparent. Um, and Dave my wants, poster. Dave wants to know, what is the length of Taylor Hall's inseam? Asking for a friend. <laughs> That's an amazing question, and it I is. don't know. Wish I did. I mean, we could probably, like, guess at it if we really wanted to. But I don't know. Because the NHL stats page says he's six foot one, but that is a lie. Because I've stood beside him and he's not that tall. Um, uh, I don't know. What's your guess then? Like, six. Yeah, maybe. Maybe not even that much. I don't even know if he's as tall as me. Um, what, you're, you're what, six? Just about six, yeah. Oh, I thought you were six like one. No. I would think that he... Are you taller than Chris? Maybe. No. Maybe about the same height. Um, I would say that just based on like that that memory of that, I would say maybe thirty two and seem at the most. What memory are you talking about? We saw him at the bookstore. Uh, I also saw him at uh, the bar one night. I remember a while back, like a long time ago. I'll tell you about it when we stop recording. Okay, great. Uh, and our very last question. Oh, I know yes. this one with your friend. Yeah, it's inappropriate. Yeah, okay. We're not talking about Got it. it. Um, our very last question is I've thought a little bit about this and my hope is my answer will make you laugh so hard that you cry, but Mike's question won't. It's from Mike. He says, you get to create five new NHL award categories and they have to be named for current NHLers. What are they and who are they named after? Ooh, I got some mean ones in my head. Go for it. The Lucic Award for Most Useless Player. Okay, good, yeah. Um, the Starfish Award. The Chris Russell Starfish Award for Best Shop Locker. Which will just always go to Chris Russell, apparently, because... 100%. Yeah. Um, and then when he retires, it'll be done. Dreamiest Dies. I don't know who I'd pick. Oh. That's just funny. I thought you had someone there. No. I'm um, just coming up with... I can't do it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, then. Um, Maybe Hank's eyes? Hmm? I don't know. Maybe Hank. Yeah, he's got pretty good eyes. Um, best hair also mm-hmm. would be Henry Lundqvist for sure, hands down. Could be a best beard, the Burns best beard, the Triple B. Yeah, the Burns best beard award. <laughs> Never awarded to Brent Burns though. Would <laughs> always be awarded to someone else. <laughs> Fucking Drew Doughty. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus. Um- yeah, Mike, this is probably not going where you wanted it to go. I apologize. Um, no, this is what you expected. Mike, <laughs> what else? What else could there be? Um, I think we can name a lot of awards after like Milan Lucic. Mm-hmm. Um, Slowest skaters. <laughs> biggest anchor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, a bunch of those. Quasimodo lookalike. <laughs> Now it's getting mean. I'm too tired. Do you have any more? No. Because I have one. Oh, go. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. The award for the skater who never goes down. 
Oh, you did it! As soon as I saw my question last night, I was like, I have to get that in there last somehow. Yeah. His number is 68. No. If he would. If his number was 68. It'd be the best. It would be the greatest thing that's ever happened in sports. But no, it's like 14 or something dumb like that. But in case you're wondering, it's Jamie Benn. Every year. Yeah. Every year. And it would always just be Jamie Benn. And again, when he retired, that would be the end of that award. Of course. And do you know who would never win the award? Jason Demers. Because that was part of that whole... It's thanks to that tweet that it started <laughs> it started the whole thing. What a way to be remembered. No kidding, hey. What a legacy. No doubt. Um, that's all we have. We're going to have some new merch soon-ish. Playoffs. 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 Play Next week? Question mark? Maybe. Maybe. Hopefully. Davis? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah. So you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. You can find me on Twitter at Mig14. You can find Kelsey on Twitter at GarbageFirePod. Unless it's a post-game tweet, which we didn't talk about here. We're going to talk about this real quick. So it's obviously very apparent that people can tell whose post-game tweets are, I think. I don't know. Are you saying that they know that it's you so they like it on purpose? Because I, I wonder if they it? can read the tone is what I'm saying, more so. My tone is always just like, isn't it just so great? And yours is like, fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> Well, my tweets. That's yesterday. what your tweets are like. Yeah. And then they get like a hundred fucking responses. And I'm not bitter. She's a little bitter. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> She's not mad. She's just disappointed. Um, yeah, so anyway, it's just it's really funny because it's a conversation that we have more than once a week about how when I do a post-game tweet, it seems to get more likes than when Kelsey It's not does. a seems to. Does the post game? It tweets. quantitatively does. Like last night was the New Jersey Devils are 44, 28, and 9 and are in the motherfucking playoffs. How do you like them? Apples. All caps, no question marks, no punctuation. The one before. What are the stats on that one? Maybe? Oh, wait. That's, what, that's actually why I went to look at it. Yes. Um, hang on. Oh, God. Oh, God. So that was. Um. 10 retweets and 39 likes and 4 replies. Um, Some of the replies were very dickish. They were, but that's okay. Um, I did not reply. The one for the game before was the New Jersey Devils are 43, 28, 9, and I'm not crying, you're crying. With the hashtags. Yeah, and I only got 4. 4 likes and a retweet. One retweet. And the one retweet was you. Yeah, because I retweet all of them. Even the ones that I write, which feels weird. Um, and I feel like there was another one, hang on, from the Sunday as well. Mm-hmm. That was you? That was you, I'm pretty sure. No, that was you. No, Easter was me. Yeah, yeah so the New Jersey Devils are now 42, 28, 9, blah, 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 blah. Did you know Taylor Hall is good? Taylor Hall is good, and I'm good. We're all good. Happy Easter. So the one that you did six days ago. Yeah. The Devils are whatever, whatever, and Taylor Hall's Devils are winning games. Adam Larson's Devils never could, and you motherfucker got five retweets <laughs> and 31 <laughs> likes. So we're just, if you could, if you could give us some insight as to what it is. Yours are salty. I guess so, but I'm like I wonder if people know that it's me, or if they can tell that it's you, or if they're just like they Let's just do like a the, poll. the attitude. We're doing a poll right now. Okay. Um, what should the question be? This isn't something that the podcast listeners need to know. No, but also I did one here March 29th, and it was uh, 
The New Jersey Devils are 40, 28, 9, and Taylor Hall has 10 points in his last six games. And then in brackets, it's like, that's 1.67 if you're keeping track. And I got one retweet, and that was me. So, <laughs> it's not always true. Okay. But just the, I don't know, it's a question, I don't know, what are we asking? Can they read the difference in tone, or do they, like, just like the saltier ones better? I don't know. Um, anyway, you can find us in those places. We have an email address, garbagefirepodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram is garbagefirepodcast. You can find us, we have a website, garbagefirepodcast.com. Thanks, Tyler, for the uh, domain. That's Thank awesome. Thank you, Tyler. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, we don't have anything else today, but we've talked for like two hours, so it doesn't really matter. Kind of a diddly. Um, that's what happens on Friday nights when we have no plan other than Taylor Hall's in the playoffs. And we're so tired, we just might cry. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, that's all we have. Thanks so much for listening. See you in a dumpster. Taylor is on the playoffs! <laughs>